You're listening to the DSBC Podcast. For more information, visit us at dsbc.church. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for joining us on this quick series of podcasts that are covering our core values here at DSBC. My name's Caleb and I serve as one of the ministers at Desert Springs and I'm joined by Don Farmer, who's our executive minister. Hi, Don. Hello. We are going through in these uh, quick podcasts, going through our core values just to add some nuance and texture to them. Uh, the one I'd like to cover today is actually one of my favorites. Uh, and the statement is, we are, as a church family, we are a bunch of misfits bound together by the love and grace of God made known to us through Jesus. So Don, tell us a little bit about why it is that we say it this way. Yeah, we we really spent a lot of time trying to, to figure out how best to represent who we are as a church family and recognizing that many of us, all of us are coming from different backgrounds, um, different perspectives. And uh, that that means that in a sense, you know, we're a bunch of misfits. We don't quite fit together when we've got different perspectives and we're coming at a ta- coming to the table, which I love the icon that we used for this particular one as a table. Um when we're coming to the table, it can be uncomfortable and tense. Like, oh, I can't believe that person across me might say this thing. And so we don't quite fit together. Um, but recognizing that we are bound together by the love and grace of God made known through Jesus. And uh, that's the only way we can be bound together because this is not easy. It would make uh, in these difficult conversations or these differences, it may want make us want to repel from each other. Um, but because of uh, the love and grace of God, through Jesus, we are able to um, set some of those things aside and and sit in the presence of someone who is uh, maybe very different than us. And especially when we're coming together as a church family, I mean, this is something that uh, we don't see necessarily in the in the world. We want to congregate with people who are like us, and the church can be this place where it's so beautiful and amazing. Um, how again, because of God's love and God's grace, we can set those things aside and uh, worship and celebrate together. So, thinking about our our values, we've we've got five that we're using right now. Why did we pick this idea as one of our core values? Why is it important to spell this idea out? Mm, that's a great question. I particularly for many of us seeing um, the last, oh gosh, six or seven years where uh, particularly within the Christian community, you're seeing a lot of polarization, um, a lot of digging your feet in the sand on a particular topic or to particular idea. Um, and it felt like we were coming to this place where um, church members were either devastated or um or, you know, even just shocked that someone might think differently than them or might vote differently or might feel differently about a particular uh, issue within the Bible. And um, and so we really felt like it was important to remind all of us that this is a core issue of the gospel um, and that what Jesus brings to the table is all of these people that we would not want to bring to the table. We see that time and time again, even among his disciples, where people are so different, coming from different backgrounds. You've got the tax collectors and you've got the religious leaders and you've got the prostitutes and um, that Jesus is bringing all together in the same space. Um, But somehow, and maybe particularly in our, our American context, the church, American church has gotten away from that. And so we felt like it was very important to 
remind uh, us as a church family that when we are uncomfortable or when we are hearing uh, different viewpoints, that that is expected, that's normal, that is part of uh, being a follower of Jesus. So thinking about the fact that in our, our current context in the American church, which, which tends to be um, homogenous, I mean, one of the statements that I, that is still quantifiably true is that one of the most segregated, the, the most segregated mm. hour in America is an 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yes. So, so given the fact that the scriptures, the, the biblical mandate is that the local church is to be socioeconomically and ethnically diverse. And yet our reality is almost the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're spelling out this idea that we're a bunch of misfits from all different walks of life and backgrounds. Uh, but, and that's, that's probably going to make a lot of us happy. Maybe we're going to smile like on a Sunday morning in a large room gathering. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we actually start interacting with each other, uh, again, just thinking about people who have nothing in common uh, except for Jesus, how does this value play out in real life? Um, how, how might a person feel or how might they be surprised or frustrated as we try to live this out as a church family? Yeah, it's it's super uncomfortable um, because again, uh, we we have reasons why we have uh, we have made choices in our lives, and uh, we feel grounded in those reasons. And so, when someone else is coming up with a different reason, that can be challenging and uncomfortable, um, and it's hard hard to listen to that. And um, so, it can create a ton of frustration. And even even we say here at DSBC all the time, like we make a 100% guarantee that someone is going to sin against you. Like we're going to sin against each other. And that's, that's to be expected, but it's not enjoyable. And it's, it's not, it's not something that we want to step into willingly or even um, invite into our lives. And so it takes a lot of intentionality to put ourselves in those positions where we might be uncomfortable, where we might hear something that doesn't fit within our sensibilities or our understandings. And so there can be that that constant frustration. And then when you're when someone sins against you or says something that's just that's uh, that can be painful or kind of cutting, even uh, having to process process that within your own self, having to process that within understanding that the person who said this to you was made in the image of God and even even proclaims to be a follower of Jesus. How does that make sense? How can someone in who I feel like maybe intentionally hurt me or uh, said something that was just so painful also be a follower of Jesus. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I think that's why the, the gospel is so um, mind boggling to our, our cultural, uh, our sensibilities just as humans in general is that not only are we called to be with people who are different than us, who might think different than us um, or have different backgrounds. Um, the scripture reference that we point out to uh, with this core value, Colossians 3, 1 through 17 says, but you're also supposed to do that with compassion and with kindness and with mm -hmm. humility and with gentleness and patience, uh, bearing with one another, forgiving one another and trying to do that out in, in our day-to-day -day lives uh, is, is, can be so uh Taxing. I mean, it takes a lot of mental energy to stay in that space. But think about it. It's it's easy for us to show love by being kind to someone who is like us or helping out someone who's having a hard time, maybe financially, uh, who who 
believes our same system of beliefs, but to the world, when we as believers and when we as followers of Jesus reach out to the people that no one wants to reach out to and show that same kind of love, that's something that's, that can cause the world to stand up and take notice of this. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and so again, it, it does, it takes a lot of intentionality it takes a lot of mental energy um, to stay in that space and then keep coming back to the table time and time again after you get hurt or after you're confused or in some ways, you know, th- these differing perspectives can even shake the very foundation of our belief system. And so then we're going back to God, you know, crying out, trying to understand um, what God is doing in our life or what the spirit is doing in our life uh, by being exposed to these kind of ideas or thoughts. That's so good. Yeah, uh, the scripture says that the the multicolored or manifold wisdom of God is put on display as all the different uh, mm. ethnos or cultures uh, come together within the church. And you're right. That's that's what causes the world to stand up and take notice. Right. Well, and something we talk about all the time is is the kingdom of God here and now. We yeah. when we see uh, the ethnos come together, and when we show the world something that that's so confusing to them. Uh, what we're doing is putting on display the kingdom of God. Like this is what, this is what we're committing to for all eternity is to be in this space of, um, of space where there's different languages, different uh, perspectives, and it's beautiful together. That's what makes that manifold (laughs) image come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Thanks Don for uh, adding some texture to this value um, of being a bunch of misfits that have been bound together by the love and grace of God made known to us through Jesus. Uh, Thank you church family for uh, listening in and following along with us as we strive to live this out. Our hope is that you would uh, deepen your relationship with Jesus, with your church family, and in so doing you would receive great joy from it. So we'll catch you guys on the next podcast as we explore another uh, one of our core values.